0: 24 hours a day. Radio Contact. This week's Devil the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Join the show this week as ever. We have everyone's favourite Paul Whiteside, all right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? I'm your off season, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to the World Cup next week, and I've been reading old programmes and watching old DVDs just to, just to
1: keep myself an addiction going. But uh, yeah, I'll see you in the interviews tomorrow. Using flying, but i it, so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I'm enjoying the
2: the, the off season, mate. that's all right.
0: All, all, also joining the show, we've got Dave Cameron from the Soul Red Devils Supporter Trust, right Dave?
2: Hi, chaps, nice to see you,
0: and h- hear you again, sorry. Who, cool. ready to talk all things Soul Red Devils?
2: Yeah, looking forward to it, uh, probably been busier since the close of the season to be honest, but I'm sure we'll get on to
0: that. Yeah, we've got lots to talk about, uh, all the news coming out of Soul Red Devils, and we're going to do that next. Down in the detail. So, is all the news coming out of Salford Red Devil since our last podcast. The club have changed the badge, Paul. What do you think?
1: Er, uh, yeah, it has got Salford on it, hasn't
0: he? Put me on the spot there, haven't you? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> go and start again. <laughs> no. To be honest with you,
1: Rob, <laughs> I'm not really like I'm not going to say he's a little rubbish, or I'm not going to say he's brilliant. I'm going to sit on the fence with it because I, I don't really mind as long as he's got Salford on it and... Um, we're winning games and everybody's happy, that's all I'm bothered I don't think it's the BR with though. Um But, um, I, I, you, you know me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like a politician, you know. <laughs> I'm like, I like the old school stuff, don't I? And I do. I like the old badges, you know, when I first started. And I don't like changing things like that. I don't like it when we're we rebranded to City Reds. I didn't like it when we went to Red Devils, really. I, I, I'm a soldier now, person. But, but no, I, I think you've got to uh, we, We've got it now, not we? So, I think that's just moved forward with it but I'm just delighted he's got Salford on it because you know what you know in the middle of last season we went to Wigan didn't we that forever Salford badge. and there was a real threat to our, our name wasn't it we were going to chase to Manchester, we were going to lose our club so I in a way I'm delighted that, that we've still got Salford and that's a big big load off my mind so I think he's alright he's a badge right. at the end of the day and I'll, I'll let you two have your say on it but um, yeah he's okay. okay
0: yeah obviously Dave the badge has, you know, certain parts of it have, mean different things within the city, having the willows uh, tree and for the old ground and the, the bees and the industry all in Salford. It's great, I think the club and the council have kind of like join forces in this to get the badge out to represent the city.
2: Yeah, I, I, I can't knock the sentiment behind uh, the, the, the redesign at all, you know. I'm very much about uh, the heritage of the city. Um, so for me, um, I'm, I'm really pleased to see some, uh, some sort of um, imagery from the city in there. Um, I, I guess the only thing for me really is, um, obviously with us talking about potentially imminently changing our structure and leadership of the club in its entirety, you know, was this, a, was this a, the right timing for it? Um, I appreciate the work behind this might have been going on for quite a while now, um, and, you know, Marwan was probably keen to get it out, but w- should it not really have been a decision for the new Board of Trustees to consider, um, you know, as their there starting point really, um, it seems a bit strange to change the branding, just as Marwan's taking a step away, you know, should that not really have been something that the new Board of Trustees should have reviewed as they sort of come into role, uh, but... Like like Paul said, it, 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 it is what it is. He's there now. For me, I'm really pleased to see Salford back on the badge, um, and I do like the imagery. So yeah, um, I, I quite like it, and it's, it warms on me. The more I see it, the more I'm warming to it. Um, so yeah, and and finally, really, he, as long as he's got Salford on it, um, I'm not. You know, it, it's not like. Up on my priority list, really. I just want to be successful on the pitch uh, and be enjoying the game and the game environment. It's not like to be all and end all for me, so you know it's not crucial. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty positive about it.
0: Yeah, a lot of people, Paul, wanted the uh, the Salford name on the badge, and you know it's there now. It's very red. It's got lots of uh, you know good things on it. You know, representing our history and our heritage. And obviously, I like the old badge, but you know I think this is one's going to grow on me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, what I like Dave said there, it's just important they that sulfur because you know when it was just like the Red Devils, I mean, you've not really got an identity there, are you? are just sort of, the Red Devils really are, and that's what what people look at, you know, outside is looking at, I suppose, and you've always got that sort of fear that if you were just are the Red Devils or that brand, you can have your name changed at any sort of time, and so with it having Salford on I mean, there, I think it's more of a, a sort of a security security for the supporters really you've got your name back on then that. that's what everybody was crying out for but to be honest if i was a traditionalist and i was really really miffed about it like some people are, in the comments that i've read my advice to them i won't really worry about it because i don't think badges are there forever you know how many times have we changed the badge in the last 20 odd years it's been long to times on it so uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll maybe last a couple of seasons and we'll probably change it for something else but just going back to what dave said about Perhaps the, the, the trust should have had an involvement in it. I think perhaps the supporters should have had an involvement in it. Perhaps, you know, let the supporters have a vote on a, on a couple of badges because I know Swinton have had a new badge recently, haven't they? And I think their supporters had a bit of a say in how, how their new badge went. I know Tuesday round as well, they like, designed their new logo. So, uh, so, yeah, perhaps letting the supporters have a go. But definitely, I think we've got a bit positive with it. I'm just
0: delighted to see it's got a soft of it. Yeah, talking about the new trust, Dave, uh, they've met uh, Mao and Kukash um, Obviously, Marwan came on Twitter and, and, and had a little chat and said that you know he's really impressed with what they're going to bring to the table. Um, you know, what hopes have you got for that for the trust? Do you think it's going to move the club forward?
2: Um, yeah, I think it, I think we've sort of reached an impasse now with uh, Marwan. Uh, you know, the relationship on both sides maybe has run its course. Um, it from a leadership perspective, I, I think. I think fans are ready for a change in leadership, and uh, I think Marwan's uh, ran out of gas for it as well. Um, I, I'm not a, I'm not a Marwan Kukash hater, um, you know, um, I could, some days I can really be in favour of what he's doing, and some days he can't. He's very much um, a Marmite, Marmite reference, gets tagged to Marwan a lot. Um, so we, we've had uh, four... Four or five years, is it, with Marwan? Mm. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and you know, to be fair, um, yeah, we've we, we just we just had the the most successful uh, season on the on the pitch for a, a very long time. Um, but like Marwan said maybe the fans have given him a vote of no confidence now. Um, he tends to are what they what he'd hope or what even fans would hope. So it's ready for um, it's ready for a new dawn, really, and um, I'm quite optimistic if the structure is right and um, the board of trustees are left to carry out the um, you know what they need to do uh, and not be you know distracted. Um, I'm quite optimistic about it. That you know, new ideas, new chapter. So, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing, I don't think, the reality of it is, I don't think Marlon can leave the club because um, um, he's obviously not a buyer there because I think if there was a buyer, he would have gone. So, he's not someone willing to come in and, and, and take it on, because um, he's, a, he's a, obviously be a big price tag. So, um, it is what it is and this is maybe a compromise, Marlon relinquishing his shares, the Board of Trustees taking on that responsibility. Um, I just hope the left to do what they, they need to do uh, so they can get on with it. So, yeah, I'm quite optimistic and I'm excited about it should it get
0: ratified. Yeah, new blood, Paul. New ways of doing stuff. Obviously, the, the badge was announced on the on the uh, website, um, the new badge. That's, that's a promising thing, hopefully. You know, new ways of doing things, and that's just the stat.
1: Yeah, certainly, I think. In a way Rob, I think it, it was needed, it? there was an awful an awful lot of uncertainty last season around the club, and about which way we were going to go, and I'm not going to get into, into arguments about my own cash, I mean, we could talk all, all day about, about him and about what he's done and what he hasn't done, how much money he's put in, um, he hasn't put in. I mean, that, I think that's for everyone's own opinion about what, what they want to say, but I think what, from, from my point of view, I think the club needed some stability needed uh, he did need some fresh ideas coming. it needed freshening up and so the, the club needed handing back to the supporters not i don't mean as, as the way was described it. i mean as uh, as a community as you know to make people feel a sense of belonging to because that's that's why our crowds have dipped i think you know there's, there's been a lot of that animosity i think last season and i think supporters want to go there uh, and, and, and go to, to an event and go to an occasion and and feel happy about watching Sol because that seemed to, to, to dry up last season for me. And you know, I think a lot of it was to do with that cloud that was hanging over all the time about rebranding and things like that. So hopefully that's been put to bed now, and we can all get on with enjoying and, and supporting the club that we love. And I think it's going to be tough next season. Um, definitely, you know, these sort of things take time to bed in. Sometimes, don't we? Let's just hope everyone can buy into the trust, as we'll speak about shortly, and get behind the club, sell as many tickets as we can we're really positive because let's not forget we had a top eight finish last season. We did really well in the cup, and um, we we signed in some some exciting lads. And I hope for a bit more additions coming in, and and we can look forward to to a bright future under this new
0: trust. Yeah, hopefully the the trust set up by Marwan will have the opportunity, uh, Dave, to kind of put their stamp on it and, and evolve the club. That that's what we want as fans. We want to see a club moving forward uh, with like like Paul said, you know, stable, uh, strong, and and powerful.
2: Absolutely,
0: yeah. Um... Yeah, enthusiasm is everything, Paul. Obviously, the million-pound game, we won that, and we have off the back of it, and everyone was enthused by what happened there, excitement built, and we carried that through the season. I'm hoping, obviously, with this new trust coming in, we'll get a similar effect this season, or next season, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I hope so, Rob. Yeah, um, I'm sure it will do. We've
1: just got to be positive about things, haven't we? i just going back to what Dave said there about now, and I mean. I, I'd just be glad if somebody came in and sort of, not to have a dig at Marlon, but perhaps perhaps he didn't really know what he was doing. Uh, because people can argue about the marketing and things like that and things weren't done right, but from what we're hearing now about all the ideas new people are having, perhaps Marlon wasn't the best businessman at that sort of business, if you know what I mean. Mm. Perhaps the, the, running a rugby league team is totally different to, to having arses, running arses, horse, Perhaps he wasn't in the right frame of mind, I, I don't know. But I think things have got to get better now, haven't they? I think the market's got to be better. We've got to try and attract people. And we've got to get out of the city and, and, and really get out there and, and get people to go to the stadium and, and do a lot more than what we have been doing because it's been very bare, I think, what we've done the last few years. and I don't know. I think, I think he might really stay under under Marwan QCash. So, so, yeah, I think positive times are ahead now. But the thing is, Marwan's still there. And like Dave says, is he, he going to allow them to... The trust of those people to get on with things or is he going to keep jumping in and typing up on in and sort of the things that he does you know the the clouds over the club and because he, he does like the limelight don't he so hopefully i'd like to think none of that's going to happen next season i'd like to think we can we can have a really sort of good solid season on the pitch and have no off the field dramas because the last few years we've had all sorts of, sorts of baggage haven't me off the field but it's not helped the cause it's not helped the name of the club that helps our reputation, and I don't think it's helped us to grow either. So, uh, hopefully, we can just have a nice calm season, and uh, Ian and the, the coach Ian and Watson, the, the coach and staff, and players can just get on with things, and this board can start to start to work out and work its magic.
0: Yeah, talking about positive things, uh, Dave. The supporters' trust, uh, the new supporters' trust, is going great guns at the moment. Um, tell you, know, tell us all about that.
2: Um, I think uh, I think it was on the pod. Earlier in the season, and I may, I may have suggested that you know it was one of the things that that I was keen on keen on getting involved with was um, getting a an independent an independent supporters group of some description up and running. <clears throat> back he was back all the way back to May when the attendances were up for scrutiny, uh, attendance tweets, and you know. And uh, a bit of negativity from the leadership of the club, um, and frustration, and fans. You know what you know what to assist. And long story short, we we started flyering, uh and out of that, I, sta- I met a group of uh, like-minded fans who wanted to do a bit more, and uh, we, we we had an invite from Ian to to feedback on you know the flyers that we were delivering and posting at the time, but out of that we got a bit of discussion around uh, lots of things and how we can improve match day experience, um, how we can raise attendances, all those kinds of things, just operational stuff. Uh, But one of the long-term goals of that small group was to get, to legitimise ourselves really and the Supports Trust um, was already established back in 2003, Forever Reds, it was already a structure um, in 2003, um, when the club got relegated, um, headed up by Shirley Bradshaw as the chair and various people, uh, but it, be, it had become dormant by the Marwan years because I don't think he was, from both, both sides, there was there was no dialogue, um, I guess Marwan didn't really see the need or use for it because uh, he had you know plenty of plenty of money um, and it, it, it ran dormant uh, but i felt earlier this year that you know the tide was changing he was talk of a rebrand uh, and i felt there was just a massive disconnect between fans and the club we were like you know we were like two different operations when really we should be we should all be pointing in the same direction um so with a bit of digging we found about the uh, supports Trust and over the last fortnight eventually uh, we've had a relaunch meeting, uh, we've just announced a temporary board uh, to see us through to some elections around December or January and in the last two weeks uh, we've got just short of 300 members which considering we've got around 17-1800 season tickets last year, I think he's a pretty good stabbing in Fortnite, so he's been really positive
0: yeah really going great guns at the moment Paul and obviously we nearly 300 members in nearly two weeks This things are going to grow and grow innit yeah certainly yeah it is growing and growing all, all the time I think and um, the, the meetings we've been to, to have been really positive haven't they
1: and like it have as they we've said before it does need a link you know the supporters have to have that link don't they, between the club and I always harp on about the Willow days and you know, not every day at the Willows in, in the past was, was rosy, there was a lot of troubled times there as well, weren't there? And, uh, but I think there was that sort of community feel there, wasn't there? And that's something we need to, to bring there. I've heard people say you'll never get it there, but I think you will. I think that, that that's going to come in time. I think all this this trust is doing, it's building that, it's getting people on board, it's getting people helping out the club as well, and that's, that's what we want. And uh, you know, we all want the same thing, we all want success, don't we? And, um, Obviously, we're not going to go to games expecting us to, to win Troubles. We're not like Leeds and winning support now, isn't We we'll only roll up to up to get Troubles. We go there because Solvus is part of our life, isn't it? And always has been and always will be. And, uh, I just think that this, this sort of things like this, these trust and us all getting together at the meetings and getting behind it, I think it's brilliant. And I think 300 people in the first two weeks, it can only grow and grow. And um, I'm sure by the start of the season, we'll have a lot more than that. And it's uh, it's been great up to now. and. Uh, one minute, continue. Yeah,
2: all Come. Sorry, mate. I'm just gonna say, it's just about increasing the dialogue between fans and the club, mm. and and that that has pretty much gone over the last four or five years. You know, I've only I've only been um, a season ticket fan over the last four or five years. I was a, a casual visitor to the Willows, but my wife and my father in law have been going to for decades. I don't know, you know. I'm sure because there's the variety centre at the Willows, there was just that sort of, he was that community feel, wasn't there? Um, and, you know, but, but we've got to see the positives at the new stadium. We're in, we're in probably one of the best facilities in the Super League. Uh, so we've just got to, with the new stadium, as, I think the new stadium has obviously added, added uh, another barrier to that uh, connection between fans. Then add that to the new owner. Um, and there's just a lot of things that have come between the fans and the club. Uh, but it shows that within two weeks, 300 people have signed up to get involved in the Supporters' Trust because they want to get involved, they want to do something, they want to be proactive, they want to see the club succeed, uh, they want to watch great rugby, uh, but they probably they want to maybe just do a little bit more, they might just want to pay the tenner uh, just to support the activities of the Trust because they don't live in the, in the area anymore, uh, you know, we've had people joining from New South Wales, uh, America, Switzerland, uh, various parts of the UK. You know, they're not going to be at, they're not going to be at games, but they paid the tenner because they're passionate about the club because they obviously used to be a Southport. You know, they've got a connection with the club, so people are desperate to get involved and do something positive, And there's been a lot of positivity at these last two meetings. There's been a bit of suspicion as well on social media that. You know what is this about? But for me, my motivation, what far it was, just to engage fans with the club, so that we can, you know, the experience can be better, that rugby league can be better in the area, because we're up a lot against a lot of barriers. We've got two huge football clubs on our doorstep, etc., etc. So it was just about re-engaging the fans, and I, I, I hope I hope this is working. You know, this is the very first step of it. We're in the infancy of it again. Um, probably when they started in 2003, it's for different reasons than we're starting now. It was a financial thing back then. At the minute, this is, for me, this is about re-engaging the community of Salford, the rugby league uh, sector in this area, the rugby league clubs, amateur clubs, um, and and the fans engaging them back with you know the leadership of the club. Just getting all talking on the same page and, and pushing in the same direction. That's that's That was my motivation for it.
0: Yeah, and anyone can get involved as well, uh, Dave. You know, it's an open house. We're all Sol fans. We all want the club to be successful. And obviously, Supporters Trust, we're all together. We have one voice, don't we? So we can all have a have a say.
2: Yeah, and it's dead easy to join. Uh, just uh, just jump onto the website, uh, which is Salford RLSC ST for Supporters Trust dot wordpress.com which is quite it sounds quite worthy actually but we're on social media facebook and twitter uh you guys have been retweeting the trust all week and then it's 10 pounds to join for an adult uh, five pounds for a junior membership that's for 12 months and you can pay by paypal a direct payment through your bank account you can write as a check or at one of our events, you can you can drop a tenner off and uh, take a receipt away. It's very easy to join now as well. Um, and you know, ESA, we've got this temporary board and the ideas are great. And I'm sure very soon we'll be we'll have a couple of events going. And you know, we'll be you will be very sort of active and in and around the club.
0: Yeah, it's going to be super exciting. Lots of positiveness going on, talking about excited Paul, new season ticket, the season tickets are out for 2018, um, you know, big turnout by all accounts so far? Yeah, I've not got mine yet. <laughs> oh, better get
1: down there quick <laughs> before you go. I'm, no, I'm going for mine. on
0: Friday, I'm not, um, not going to get one, but I've just not had a lot of time when I mean,
1: I'm really going to go down on Friday and get mine, so you uh, need to stop uh, preaching to people, don't we, I'll get it, uh, <laughs> I've got mine. season yeah. uh, on Friday, but yeah, don't forget to tell the listeners as well, Robbie, it's, um, the third of November is the closing date for the, the deadline, sorry, for, for the early bird seed ticket I think the price goes up, they've done it on the third or for, on the Saturday the fourth the price will go up so people want to get them and get in early uh, do that before for the price hike. Uh, but yeah, let's hope we can sell some tickets and um, you know, obviously the season tickets are like the um, so sort of the, the base you build on really, aren't they, for the for the season. So that's us we can sell a few and like we've been saying about the family stand and the family stand, I call it the family stand, East stand so we can get loads of families in there next season and uh, junior clubs and things like that and get as many school kids down there as we can do and really really build it now I mean we, we've got we've got to go into this, the season really positive especially after the, the good season last year and I know people are like me saying about players and things like that are not coming in but I think there's plenty of time for that over the next few months. I think sometimes people forget it's only... It's only October there's plenty of time to, to sign players, I think. So, uh, so yeah, but make
0: sure you get them before the bird and burn on Yeah, the free for under-11s, uh, Dave, also have a direct debit option as well. It's lots of different options for lots of different circumstances. It's great that they're kind of targeting you know families with young kids to, to build a better future, hopefully. Yeah, the, the, uh, the free ticket for
2: under eleven as a paying adult great. I think it works out. with around about £15 a game, just over 15 quid a game. So, um, you know, parent and child can go to a game um, for 15 quid. You can't do much for 15 quid nowadays mm-hmm. at all. Uh, so to go to 15 events watching, sort of, like, Rugby League is a bit of a deal. And, um, my, my, my own group... Uh, my own group of season ticket holders, we're not far off double. Three new families are coming with us this season from from my, uh, my, my young lads uh, rugby club. Uh, they've been dipping and out over the last couple of seasons and they've jumped in and already they've already paid uh, and, and jumped on the direct debit deal. So yeah, 3rd of November, don't miss out and I think it's a great deal. Tell the world, you know, 15 quid to go and watch 15 games. Uh, yeah, jump on
0: board. Yeah, I think that's part of, part of our job, Paul. As, as supporters to to you know get our mates and tell them about the good deals and spread the love because that's what it's all about. It's all about growing the club and spreading the love. Yeah, certainly. And it's great
1: to see that the, the under-11s and that it is free now, isn't it for them? So it, that's how it was in the old days, right? You know, kids for free. You didn't have to, to muck about queuing up for a, for a ticket every week. You got your season ticket you didn't you? You just took that along every week. So that I think that makes it miles easier, you know. Last season, I took my little ones a couple of times, it was free for them to get in, but you had to you know, queue up and, and get tickets, so at least if you've got a little pass or whatever you can you can do, it It makes it miles easier for the pair, and I like days you can, yeah, you can't really £15 to, to, to watch the, the matches, I think it's brilliant, it's really good value, I mean, especially if you, you look at it against the Rugby Union, um, I know it's a different sport, but they're sort of, I think they're double. so we're, we're, we're prepared to watch, so I'm not, not far off it anyway, so for value for money, I think it's absolutely excellent. Don't forget the kids get that like, the junior swaps as well, don't they? We? So they're getting in for for free at the, the away games as well. But
2: uh, yeah, I forget know. that deadline? I don't think we. Uh, I don't think the club promote that element of it as well as they should or whether there's an understanding. They don't promote that. I don't know. It's a strange one, but I mean, we we go we go away on the road. Uh, me and my family, um, and the kids get the away the tickets free. So me and me and uh, me and my wife will buy a ticket each, which is around you know 40 quid for the two of them. Uh, pick the kids up from school on a Friday, jump in the car, head off to Leeds or wherever, jump into a Nando's or a tea, watch the game for 40 quid, which I still think is good value for four, or four or five kids, because we've got uh, an infant who gets a free one. So for five of to go in and watch a game away as well, and they're all within the 62 corridor generally it's uh, still really good value on the road as well when you're going away. Um, so it's a bit of our day out, our family time as well, I'm fortunate because my wife is a big rugby fan. But I think it's, uh, remember that if you get a season ticket, your kids go free all season away, which is often forgotten.
0: And that's the key area being the future Paul, about getting them early, and if your kids get hooked, you know they're there for life aren't they? Oh
1: certainly, uh, that's how at. So we've ended up loving it. So, uh, I've got a lot to thank my dad for, really, for taking me there I'm 5 years old but, but, yeah, you get the... I mean, we've been speaking about this t- today, and you can get children and get into to schools and get their, get their parents to, to take the kids to the game. You can get addicted to it, can't they? And, and what's, what a good thing to get addicted to, but, believe, I mean, people might call us, back. wife on me a right saddle, but there's worse things to be addicted to, isn't there? And, uh, and yeah, you can get the kids involved, get them interested. And they will, they'll, they'll, they'll keep that, they'll keep that for life, won't they? And then, I think the, the thing is that word of mouth as well, it? they might tell their mates at school and their mates might tell their parents, oh can I, you know, take me down to Salford and watch it down there. I think, to me, targeting school kids and the youngsters, I think, is, is, a, is a vital thing this CDD. And I'm hoping when we get this new board and these new people who are in the club that they're really going to target young people with the merchandising as well, with getting, I mean, I know this sounds daft as well, but pens, pencils, car stickers, pencil cases, all that sort of thing, you know, I think it helps, doesn't it, you know? to get them, uh, to get them attracted to the sport,
0: and I'm really open for a big push on that. Yeah, so, message is, get your tickets now, before it goes mm-hmm. up, that's, that's the message we're, 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 we're taking from this podcast, uh, today. Uh, next bit of news, Catalan Dragons, Magic Weekend, Newcastle, Paul, um, not a local derby, but, at least we're there. Yeah, they're playing Wigan off <laughs> I swear,
1: that's yeah. I don't know really, I, mean, I don't mind it,
0: play at the,
2: Magic uh,
1: Weekend, I remember going to Morayfield when we played, uh, Alloquins, as they were then um, up there. So we, we, we know we've had a few derbies, again. We've had a few Carlin derbies against weakness when well, we've played against a few times, tired clubs. Well, we aren't really on the side. So, um, so yeah, it's a shame that obviously if we had stayed, we'd have played Lea, wouldn't we? So, um, so yeah, Catalonia. I don't think you can argue with, with whoever you get at the uh, at the Magic Week, and I think it's a strange. Weekend for games, really. You can see a lot of surprise results uh, there. Uh, that uh, sort of festival of games, but I always say to myself when I go there, it's just another two points. You know, it's, it's just as important as, uh, as another game. So Catalan Dragons, you know, are they, is that a winnable fixture? We'll have to wait and see. I suppose Catalan might have a have a great season. We might have a poor season, or the other way around. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pleased with that.
0: Yeah, first game on the Sunday, though, Dave. Could have been could have been better scheduled for us.
2: Uh, yeah, it could have been. Um, I, I've, I've been up to Newcastle twice, and uh, each time we've been up, we've had a great time. Uh, unfortunately, that weekend seems to clash now with my kids' football uh, finals, and the last like, last two years, my boys have made the finals. Oh. So I don't want to say it, but I hope we don't make the finals <laughs> this year. <laughs> so, so we can go to the game, we shouldn't really say that. Um, but because it's a great, it's a great event, um, so we missed it last year. it was really gutted. So I, I do want we're going this year, but um, we had to pull out last minute again because one of the kids had made the football finals. Hate football. <laughs> um, so yeah, but yeah, the schedule's not great. But like you say, um, it's an extra fixture, isn't it? It's not taken out of the, the full allocation of fixtures. So it could have been worse that extra fixture. Really, we could we've we been playing one of the top four sides, but we're not playing one of the bottom four sides. So I guess that's a bit of a bit of a win, really. Um, looking at it from that
0: perspective. So yeah. Yeah, obviously Magic Weekend, Newcastle, festival rugby. I'm sure there'll be loads of Reds going up there uh, to support the boys. Next bit of news: uh, Gavin Benyon uh, signed from Rochdale. Paul, 26 um, year old, you know, looks the part. 23. 23. I've aged him. I've aged him 23 in. There's only 23. He's 24
2: on New Year's Eve, I think. Is he?
0: 24 years old. Word,
2: right, yeah. Paul, yeah.
0: You are, Paul you're something else. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know his birthday already. Yeah. <laughs> I've been Googling, I've been Googling. I've yeah. Yeah, already sounded him up for an interview. Oh. But, um, but yeah,
1: he, I've seen some footage of him. and I remember him playing it against us in the friendly last season at, uh, at Scotland. And he's a player that stood out in that game just because of the size of me. He's quite a tall he well, I mean, reminds me a bit of um, similar shape to Sean Rutgers when he played for them. Obviously Sean had a different head of air to, to Gavin, but uh, well, you know, quite a tall bloke. I think he's about six foot, three, six foot four. plays in the second row, plays prop. Um, he's a hard running player, you know, as Ruckerson was. You know, Craig Stapleton, that sort of guy who'd run the ball with a full pelt. And um, the footage I've seen of him and seen him in that friendly game, I think he, he could be a really good player. I mean, if you, if you look at the guys that have come through, um, the lower leagues over the last few years, especially forward as well, I mean Alex Worms is probably the one that stands out, you know, coming from Batley going to, to St. Helens, and, and look, how, look how good he's been, he's been a Revelation and uh, the guy at, um, at Warrington obviously has been at Warrington a while now, Chris Hill, came through the system at Lee, played in the first division there, took that step up to Super League and he's an England international as well, so I think it, that that to me gives guys like Gavin, you know, the perfect sort of, um, Role model to, to follow those guys, and I, I don't see why not. I and mean, with with the coaching, he's going to get a off from me and Watson and that. And you look how the the guys, season Chris Brown and Daniel Murray, they're excellent work, the excellent youngsters. And uh, I think he'll be a real exciting player, Gavin. And he's, in, he's playing in the World Cup as well for Wales, so uh, that's going to give him some experience as well. If he's playing with Craig Cuchat there and another one of his own for teammates, so uh, yeah, I'm really really positive about that signing.
0: Yeah, these young players, Dave, full of hunger, are going to drive this club forward. That's the plan.
2: Definitely, yeah. And um, Paul's not left me <laughs> much to say on the uh, the new signing. Uh, he's super efficient. So yes. I'd uh, I would back what Paul says. Really, look at the, the players that um, Ian picked up from the lower div- uh, the younger players. Sorry, not lower divisions. Obviously, um, Murray came from what the Warrington set up. But uh, look at Chris Brining, You know, um, didn't we didn't know a great deal about him, and he's been he was up there for young players, you know, if he'd have played more games, he would, he, 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 he have the potential to be in a Young Player of the Year Award, didn't he, for, for the league, I would say. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've got confidence in Ian spotting the talent. Um, I've been impressed with Murray this season, so no doubt uh, um, we'll be impressed with this new signing as well. We've got Alferts as well. Um, we picked him up uh, a good couple of months back now, didn't we, so we've got a few new faces, uh, you, you know, young talent is unknown, to so look at, and I quite enjoy seeing players who are un- the unknown, uh, you know, that you don't know much about, and they uh, sort of dive onto the scene and impress, so, uh, yeah, we've got, we've got, we, we have, despite the sort of, um, the myth that we don't, you know, we've not got young players uh, with talent, we, we have. Uh, and the young guys this season been been exceptional,
0: like Paul said. So yeah, um, I'll go with Ian on this one. I'm sure he's uh, I'm sure he's, he's signing for a reason. Yeah, so, yeah. Ian Ian Watson, Paul wheeling and Dealing, I suppose in in this off season been a bit quiet. Not not much announced yet, but obviously with the the, the trust and Marwan sorting stuff out, I'm sure when all that gets organised, Ian Watson will be announcing his, his signings.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it will, yeah, there's been players linked, I've mean, read from the E-Express and the Football League papers and press about players who are being linked with us, but don't really like to talk about that until, you know, until we finalise that. There's, there's obviously been rumours about players leaving as well, which a lot of supporters are not happy about at the moment, so, but like I said, they, they, nothing's been confirmed as it, so we can't really talk about anything until, until things are confirmed. And it's obvious, you know, seeing the amount of players that have left the club, there's quite a number of players that have gone, uh, not in the name a while now but there's, there's quite a few isn't there at least half a dozen I would say. We're gonna to have to bring players in to, to replace those those players aren't we just, just to fill the squad up more than anything. So uh, we've signed uh,
0: two up to now haven't we and uh, we've signed a young French guy I believe as so well has that has that been confirmed now that French French lad who I can't say his name uh, I, been, I don't name. think the club no. have announced <laughs> it yet. But they've confirmed it I don't think so. But I know I know we I read something on is it in the It was yes, in the I rugby
1: league Briefly, I think, mm-hmm. on one of the papers there, I did see it. And I, I didn't think the club had confirmed it, so I knew it was after uh, that young man. I think he played in the St. Helens Academy. His name escapes
2: because it's very hard to pronounce. He's not the guy that the French have sent home already. No,
0: no. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> no, um, no. He's. He... I,
2: think, I think the thing is with uh, talking um, signings, ultimately, this, this ratification from the RFL can't happen quick enough for us. Um, it's good to know that Marlon was meeting the Board of Trustees yesterday, so um, You know things are moving forward, but it can't happen quick enough because obviously and we, um, we just the, the board don't know what the budget is for next year and uh, Marlon said that all season, all season ticket All ticket sales and all revenue will be at, at the club's disposal uh, for the cap so until the board of trustees are, are in position and can really sort of iron out a business plan and what they anticipate uh, bringing in. And then, you know, selling sponsorship mm-hmm. and selling these events out, uh, you know, selling it, uh, direct, the commercial sort of side of events out next season. I guess Ian doesn't really know what kind of money he's playing with. and um, So, you know, we, we just desperately need to get on with it. And I'm sure, I'm sure from Salford side, we're not stalling, it'll be down to, uh, you know, um, RFL ratification and, and the legal elements and contracts and that kind of thing, because I can't imagine sort of tidying something up like this is something that's done in a day, you know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, detail to it, so, but it can't happen quick enough, can it, from no. a playing perspective. No. Uh, and hopefully by the pre- by the time you arrive back from pre-season, you know, it's well out of the way and it's not a distraction to players, because obviously, players will be concerned about what kind of uh, funds are available for their own perspective on their own contracts and stuff like that and, and you know, you speak to any professional sportsman, um, you know, they can only really perform at the best if they've got security that, you know, they've got a contract ahead of them, their wages is going to get paid and they're not, they're not in a sport where they're earning millions of pounds, you know, and they earn quite a modest living in the um, professional sport arena. So, you know, they need those guarantees, really, uh, to be able to just concentrate on what we want them to concentrate, on, and that's playing rugby. So, uh,
0: you know, we can't come quick enough. Yeah, we're all going to wait and see what what the situation is there. I'm sure, uh, you know, new signings will be announced as soon as the uh, Marwan and the Trust get uh, all things ironed out. Uh, next bit of news. Uh, the Salford Devils Foundation have the Willows Memories um, film being shown at the Lowry on the 23rd of November at 7pm, Paul. Um, hopefully, a lot of people might turn up this time. I don't, last time it clashed with the semi-final, uh, but no excuse this time. No, I'm
1: definitely going this time. Yeah, really definitely going to that my dad was talking about that in the other day, so I think we'll take dad down to that, so um, should be good and excited about that, because I've heard a lot about it and people have told me about how it was, and it was, it was just a shame it was on the, the semi-final game, because, I mean, I was with you that day, wasn't it? By the time we'd left it Warrington, it was quite late, wasn't it? <laughs> We wouldn't really gotten there. Well, you wouldn't have done the mistake, You wouldn't have caught But yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to go and see that because there is some great memories on there and some great footage as well. And uh, just be nice to see everything again. So I'll definitely be going to that myself.
0: Yeah, Dave, it's going to be great. Obviously, talking about the willows and you know all the old players, it's a trip down memory lane for new and old fans to engage with the club.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I'm on a night shift, oh. <laughs> so. Uh, it's clashed again for me, but I do believe that there's a DVD available as well. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll hopefully get a, I think it would be a nice nice Christmas present for the father-in-law that, if he can't make it himself to so get a hands on the DVD. I'm pretty confident that jo- John Blackburn is knocking a DVD up for the event. Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, it was really unfortunate, wasn't it, that it clashed with the Challenge Cup uh, semi. Um so I hope it's really well attended. In fact, um I was in conversation with you guys about running an event ourselves, some kind of a Q and A, uh with the two Ians and we were gonna do it and it, it clashed. It was about a couple of days before this, so we felt that it weren't really the right time to do it because um this event had been hampered first time around. So I really I hope I hope that some fans really do get behind this. It's a nice venue, and um, Southport Red Devils Foundation do a fantastic job, uh, and, and there's a lot of man hours gone into this. I don't think John Blackburn even got to the game, did it? Um, you know, he was at the he was at the, the venue all day. So I hope people will turn out and see it, and it's up right on the doorstep as well. So that's good.
0: Yeah. So obviously purchase your tickets and get down to to watch that. Uh, next bit of news: uh, Southport Red Devils Foundation, like we said do a great job. They've got an offload program uh, going, Paul, about mental health. It's on Mondays at the AJ Bell Stadium at 7pm and Wednesdays at Salford Uni at 1pm. It's great, obviously, in the community, you know, helping out people who need it. Yeah, certainly. We we can't
1: speak highly enough of what what the foundation are doing, the work that they're doing. I went to to the the meeting a couple of weeks ago and uh, unfortunately I couldn't make the the meeting tonight, but... uh, but yeah, they do some great work, don't they? And things like that, you know, be, be really close to people's heart, and, and people in the community need that sort of help, don't they? And
0: the foundation can do that work, it's so, you know, it's really great. Yeah. Uh, final bit of news as well. Uh, both our uh, local universities played today. Salford University played uh, University of Lancashire and won 30 points to 16. Uh, Dave, that's a great win for them. Yeah, this. Uh, this
2: I'm fortunate enough to work shifts so I'm hoping to capture uh, one of these games midweek uh, before on school run uh, and also the under 16s uh, played tonight uh, don't know really you just mentioned that uh, so there's still a little bit of rugby on for us rugby diehards as well in the close season so it, it looks like they'll be playing throughout the winter so still an opportunity to, to see some rugby on our doorstep so yeah all good and um, Mark Rockler's uh, on Monday night, spoke at the, the sports supports trust event. them. Um, what what a great job the uh, the foundation do, um, and it was good to hear Mark talking uh, about. Uh, obviously, we lost the academy a couple of, a couple of seasons back, and it was good to hear Mark talking. It's it's within the aspects of the new board trustees to to um, you know rectify that and and, and and find the investment to to get that link. All the way through from uh, a child playing rugby at a local amateur club, uh, be able to play uh, within the city, all the way through to Super League. Um, how that will be and in what format is up for debate yet. Uh, but it is the, in the aspirations and some of the board, the board of trustees, that you know an academy will come back. And and uh, Mark said he was confident that that would happen. Um, obviously, a lot to happen before that, but it's good to hear that they feel that that's. Uh,
0: Part of the yeah, obviously, you know you need the youngsters coming through, Paul, and it's, it's great. Obviously, uh, the Stafford Devils Foundation get involved in that, and hopefully, we can build and we can get an academy. You know, a couple of years down the line, maybe. Yeah, the uh,
1: travesty I thought losing the academy, but that argument can can wait for another day, I suppose. But uh, but yeah, we we've got to be positive about it now. There's know you're about that now. and that, That's gone, that academy for the time being. The under it you know, things are looking good at the moment. There, you know, there's a lot of young lads coming through. I think mean, they've got more or less two teams now. The, the players there that are going to be available for sponsorship as well. shortly, I would have thought. And, well, if I find anything out about that, you know, there's, there's been meetings going about. So hopefully they'll get that advertised in the next few weeks or so. But yeah, down the line, there's got to be that pathway there for the under 19s as well because we've got it right through from, from the school ages to the under-16s, and we just, we're just missing that link at the moment, but uh, I'm sure that that'll come back in the, in the next few years now, and uh, hopefully once we've got the trust sorted and things like that, we can help out you know, thing, you know, the under-16s, the under-19s, are helping them on their way through.
0: Yeah, uh, looking at the other scores, Man Met Manchester Met went down 24 points to 20 against Hedge Hill, uh, but a, a person from the under-19s Education Academy Paul, Jack Thompson has signed for Crusaders, Paul. Obviously, like you said, it's, it obviously didn't make the grade at Salford, but being able to play for the Crusaders, that's a great opportunity for him. Yeah, it
1: certainly is. Yeah, good luck, man, because the Crusaders are a good standard out there in, uh, in rugby league, so a uh, good club that were in Super League not that long ago as well, so I know they have got ambitions as well, so that's that's great for him. I wish him all the best for next
0: season. Yeah, we've got lots of players in the Super League, Dave, that have come through our ranks in the past, and, you know, hopefully... We'll get back to that situation again.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, um, We've got players that have come through um, our setup who are playing for various nations um, out in the World Cup as well. So, yeah, I think, um, from my perspective, it's it's absolutely crucial that, you know, my children play rugby league um, for one of our community clubs and they've got aspirations to play for you know, South of Red Devils, that is their dream. They want to run out, they want to run out at the AJ Bell playing for South of Red Devils. Um, and obviously, if they were to come through the system at a minute, he's not that link all the way through. So, the sooner we rectify that, the better. But I'm, I'm confident listening to uh, Matt um, that he, he does so much great work. Um, and, and I'm worried as well to hear that. The new board have signaled that in to get some uh, the academy in some way um, back up and running. So I'm sure we will see that in time. I'm quite, you know, I'm quite positive um, that it'll it'll come uh, once things once things settle down. Seasons off yet, but hopefully by the time my kids are up there and selectable that it'll be back in place.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great things going on, Dave, and uh... You know, we're looking forward to 2018. So that was the end of this pop-up podcast. Cheers for coming on, Dave.
2: No problem. Uh, really appreciate it. You know, th- th- there's a, still a, a real level of uncertainty for but um, I've been really pleased and overwhelmed by all the fans that have joined the Trust within the last fortnight. Just, you just know, there is a real desire to get behind this club. So I'm sure by 2018, um, you know, we'll be in a better position, we'll have positive dialogue with the club and the you know, relationship between supporters trust, the foundation, uh, the club, the community clubs, uh, the new board of trustees, that's you know, that's where it should be heading for me. The only way this club is going to succeed is by reconnecting with the community uh, and if the trust can play its part in that I'll be really pleased that it'll be worth um, all the hours I've put into it and, or the earache can get in at the minute from the wife. Huh. Uh, but, so, yeah, I, I'm pretty positive at the minute. Just let's get on and announce this board and let's get on with the next season. Can't wait. It's going to be a long win.
0: Yeah, it's going to be another you know, great season, hopefully, in 2018. Another great show, Paul, as well, today.
1: Yeah, yeah, really enjoy it, Rob. Yeah, I'm looking, forward to, I'm looking forward to the World Cup, actually. I'm really excited about that, because I think, I think England, I think I might be one of the only, only people who think England's got a chance, but I'm really excited for it. I'm going to be watching uh, all the games of that, um, so that's good. But, uh, but yeah, the season will soon be here. The thing's just come out. On, I think the 1st of November, the thing's just come out. Yeah. So uh, we've got that to look forward to as well, so I've marked that out on the calendar, so uh, they'll be out soon I can start planning the, the games, and then uh, planning what the missus is doing at weekend around the games. we <laughs> will soon be here.
0: Yeah, so that's been this pop-up podcast from the Devil in Detail. I've been Rob Parkinson, and we'll see you again soon.
1: Hours a day. My Radio Contact.